0: Welcome to the League Distinct Podcast. This is your boy, DJ K.O.
1: K. Jack in the building. TV from the sill. what's going on?
0: And we have a special guest with us today, uh, a special guest that uh, has accomplished a lot of things in life, has done uh, some things that people will, will believe to say it's almost impossible to acquire. Uh, she's an author. She's a doctor of theology, she's a reverend, and she's a blogger. Uh, everybody, welcome to the show, Mrs. DeLeslin Kennebrew.
1: Hey, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our house. <laughs> thank you,
2: thank you for the invitation.
0: <laughs> so how are you doing, uh, Miss uh, Kennebrew?
2: Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking. How are all of you all?
0: Less than happy. Doing well.
2: Good. Good. well. No complaints. Going good.
3: Good.
0: Control Controllable. Good. what we can control. So DeLezna, for the people, okay. could, you, could you give the people a little, a small uh, bio of you and some of the things that you're doing in the community right now?
2: Wow, yeah, so first of all greetings to everyone in the audience and I am grateful for this opportunity again to have conversation, um, culturally relevant conversation um, on today. So let's see, what am I doing? Currently, I am employed uh, by the Greater Kansas City Region of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ as a Regional Minister um, for Ministry Innovation here in the region um, which is a recent shift actually and so I'm excited about that and uh, I'm also a FEMA service and so I have recently been deployed with FEMA here in KC um, working on special projects for COVID-19. But my professional career is definitely ministry. I've been in full-time ministry since 2006 um, serving churches and Georgia and Tennessee and now Missouri, so that's a mineral.
0: <laughs> so, I'm, be- I'm. I believe you watch TV, right?
2: I do watch some, <laughs> TV. some TV. You know, I actually don't even own a TV.
0: Well, really?
2: Th- <laughs> I don't. I've had a TV in a couple of years now. Well. Um, yeah.
0: Watching the news, you watch news, are you? I do watch
2: the news, I do watch the news, because you can watch that online,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, as you can see in today's climate, it's a crazy climate out there, right? And a lot of stuff going on that, you know, uh, didn't happen back in the day. So I want to get your uh, your perspective on, how do you maintain being spiritual in, in a hateful climate like, like today?
2: Yeah, well, you know what? I think um, you do what you've always done. You know, I didn't just start praying when COVID nineteen hit. Like I've been praying for, <laughs> for since I was a kid. You know, right. I start having my relationship with the Lord um, when COVID nineteen hit. <laughs> That's been going on for decades now. And so I think those of us who are spiritual, you maintain and maybe intensify those spiritual practices that you've already been doing. Right. Um, those who may have not been engaged in spiritual practices um, may start, you know, with, you know, just being quiet, you know, um, meditation or taking a walk, you um, um, fasting um, all of you know all of these like reading books that inspire them uh, whether it's the bible or something else poetry or um, listening to music um, so I think you maintain your spirituality in the ways that you've always done so okay.
3: Yeah. so with um with that and just gearing a little bit into, you know, you have the situations of police br- brutality, things like that are happening. Um, speaking of COVID, people are spending more time with themselves and their homes. Um, just things are heightened. We know that these types of time, critical times, traumatic events cause psychotic breaks and other things. So where would you, um, where do you think it fits or how have you seen it be fit into this complex situation of joining spirituality and mental health
2: yeah you know um I read this was some years ago I think I don't know, it was a t-shirt or a bumper sticker or something <laughs> when somebody said you know Jesus is my therapist you know um and but I I think that it's not just that Jesus is my therapist, but it's Jesus and a therapist who is trained to facilitate <laughs> you maintaining your mental health. I think there are different ways that we do that though. I mean, I think that um with everything that's happening like in in society the things that you mentioned but even now at home with parents having to live with their children that they're used to kind of sending off that they've never had to live with um spouses and partners staying together all day at home because nobody right. can go to work right now um so it's i think it's those pressures as well Um, where people have to figure out what do I need in order to maintain, you know, my peace, my sanity um, and those kinds of things and be honest about that. For some people it might be, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, you maintaining your spiritual practices. And for some people you might need to see a therapist and just have someone to talk to and process all of that with, you know, for some people, it is getting together with the girlfriends or the bras and just saying, "Hey, look, <laughs> I know we're supposed to social distance, but let's do this Zoom." Like I have a, I started an e-brunch with some girlfriends, and like they actually when we when I started it, it was supposed to be like a one-off. Like you know, <laughs> like we're gonna get together. I just want to have this space, this safe and sacred space for us to connect And um, at the end of the first brunch, I was like, "All right, then. Well, thank y'all so much for showing up." And a couple of the girls were like, "All right, we'll see you next week." I was like, "Oh, oh, y'all want this to keep going?" (laughs) So we've been meeting every Sunday since March. Okay. And every Sunday, and so I think it's things like that. So it's. it's doing the things that you were doing before to maintain your sanity.
3: So just Excellent. to reiterate, you are telling the people as a reverend, a woman of a cloth, a spiritual leader, it is okay to have two. You can have a therapist yes. and a minister, that they are separate. Because there are a lot of people, I'm a therapist by trade, licensed therapist. And so no, go to therapy. There, So, there are a lot of people who feel honestly that you can pray it away. You don't, you know, in our culture, in our community, we do not believe mental health is a thing. thing. You can just pray it away or just go to church. And, you know, I've been to some churches, all ministers are not forthcoming to say, I can't give you that. I'm a spiritual leader and direct you to someone else. They have some who try to connect the two and they are completely two different things. So I just want to make sure we reiterate that that can be done. That they are separate and equal, but they are separate nonetheless. Yeah,
2: and Mm -hmm. and, and the thing of it is, I think people, there's just such a stigma Mm -hmm. on um, getting extra help. And it's sad because we go to the doctor for our physical health. You know, we go to the dentist for our dental hygiene. We, you know, we do all of these things um, where we need additional help, you know. But for this part up here, we feel like we can just, you know, drink our problems away. We feel like we can just explode on people and it be okay. You know, y'all know that's just how I am. Well, no, baby, you can be better. No. Right, right. Yeah. Is just if you're not at the point where you think y'all are in crisis, like if you, I still think it's okay so like when I started going to therapy regularly um, like I've been in the past but like even this year um, I became a licensed foster mom and before I got my foster care license um, I started going to therapy after I finished the training because I did not I wanted to be the best mother that I could be. Mm-hmm. so I went as a preventive measure and also just a strengthening measure so that i wouldn't be projecting things that i didn't know that i had you know what i'm saying um onto this child who has already experienced enough trauma and so so yeah so i believe in you know um in therapy and getting the the assistance that you need um and there is no shame in it you know because it is a way of being your
1: best
2: self. Okay. Yeah, I,
1: I want to stay right there just for a second. Stay
2: right
1: there. Let's stay right there because <laughs> in the current state, um, what we're going through, it can test your faith, it can test your family, it can test your relationship. its te- It's a test, it's yeah. testing everything. So how can, what would you say to the people to come on the other side better? A better versions of, of themselves what what would you what would you could say or recommend for the people that can be doing right now so they can come on the better side and they can they can be smiling instead of frowning
2: yeah i mean so i do a lot of just personal self-reflection mm-hmm. and uh, honestly i i don't think people do that enough yeah. right I don't know that there is like a blanket statement that I could give to respond to your question adequately because people don't know themselves. Right. Mm, And people have not taken the time to get to know themselves and understand why did that make me cry? Right. Why was I offended by that statement? Why am I mad about this? That didn't even happen to me. And I think those are the questions that we don't ask ourselves. We right. just live in the moment with no processing, with no one to challenge, with no one to check us so that we can be better. And, um, and I think sometimes we take for granted that we are already well. I'm
1: mm. mm. with it now.
2: Mm -hmm. I think we take for granted that we are already well when we can all we all have growth areas growth opportunities that can help us you know like as they say I've been walking with Jesus a long time but I ain't (laughs) ain't perfect you know what I'm (laughs) saying that day will not come to the Lord come back you know and so I have to constantly be you know thinking about okay Lord you know am I walking with you am I living peaceably with all people am I loving you am I loving myself am I loving my neighbor as I love myself and until we really take that time and surround ourselves with people who don't mind checking us Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I think people get stuck um, and don't cross over as you were mentioning because they only hang with yes people. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They only hang with people that's gonna pat them on their back. They only hang with people that's gonna tell them, okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's kinda like the um I was talking with a girlfriend of mine a couple of weeks ago. It's kinda like You know, (laughs) for the females out there, we hang with our girlfriends and we be like, girl, you know, what you think about him? Let me tell you what he did. Girl, let me tell you what he said. And none of the girlfriends are like, girl, do you know he is mistreating you and you deserve better? But because everybody want a man, they glad she got one, so we gonna put up with (laughs) jump.
3: Right.
0: So, Okay. uh Now, I'm gonna play can I play uh devil's advocate for a second?
1: Yeah. Oh, you gotta get you gotta do one a show. We know that's coming. Right. <laughs> He's yeah.
3: the antagonist. He is the antagonist. Well, you know, I love it. I love it. Go ahead.
0: I like to see both sides of the story, you know? Yeah. So, so my question is: in the midst of all this insanity, right? People have problems and people have real issues. And as a person, as a positive person, as I hear you speak. We are real people and we have real emotions and we have real feelings. And sometimes, like you speak, spoke of, sometimes we wanna cuss them, cuss them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we wanna say, Hey man, I don't like dealing with that. Even yeah. though, you know, I'm positive, I'm spiritual, I understand who who are yeah. uh, the, the Lord of my steps. But at the same time, I'm yeah. human and I'm tired from work or just dealing with everyday responsibilities how do you how do you stay sane in an insane situation
2: yeah so let me give you two examples from someone I think a lot of people have heard of um his name is Jesus and there was a moment in the text where he went through the temple and didn't like what was happening and flipped over tables okay mm. his name is Jesus there was a moment in the text when a lady came and asked for him to heal her daughter and he called her a dog
0: hmm hmm there's um,
2: tables that makes me feel so
3: much better about my life.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> won't he do it? Won't he do it?
3: Oh, and then the next time I flip one, I'm gonna say, What would Jesus do? There you oh, go. There too. it is. Thank oh, you, Sister <laughs> Kennebrew. I got my stamp today. Yes, Lord. He do it? Look at him. His infinite blessings, those seen and unseen. Come on. So, So,
2: so, so it is not wrong to be angry. Mm -hmm. it is not wrong to be upset it is not wrong to be mad and frustrated and aggravated it is not wrong to feel desperate it is not wrong to have all of those types of emotions that is not wrong um and it is not wrong to express those emotions Mm -hmm. now i i still do think that we, do, we should be mindful, you know? Because my personal ethic is to love my neighbor as I love myself. So even in my expression of my anger, my frustration, um, how do I love my neighbor even in this? Mm-hmm. But I'm clear everybody's not there. So I don't hold everybody to that standard. You know what I'm saying? But so I that's do why- that, you know, Jesus flipped tables and called people dogs, so you know and so
3: with you saying that that's why so many people have such trouble with things that make the news and things that come out and you have the family members and the parents and whatnot come forth and say i forgive said person we as a people society have a very hard time with that forgiveness and like you say why are you angry about this person forgiving someone about something that happened to them but that's just how we, that's how people are. That's how we are as people. We can't understand it. We don't process it. So if we're holding on to somebody else's anger, what are we doing with our own anger? What are we doing with our own? And
2: I think even, you know, like I was saying earlier, it is okay to have all of those emotions. There's nothing wrong with having those emotions. There is nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's just a part of life, you know? I might think something wrong if you always really, you know, like you <laughs> might be a time bomb, wait, it's way, but at one thing, and you explode because of things that happened 10 years ago because you right. processed it. You know, you just, I'm just even, you know, don't letting get to me, don't letting mm. get to me. Stop something,
1: like, you like a robot, I need to shake on you and say, yeah. Right, yes. right, That's
2: yeah, good. yeah. So, I think, I mean, I think all of that is real, like everything that you all have raised um is something that we don't talk about enough about in church because we do want to take it to the lord in prayer you know take our burdens to the lord and leave them there but you know the reality of it is (laughs) i heard i read one little Saying and it was like you know yeah we live in sacrifices and we go to the altar but we live in sacrifices so we all we get right on up and keep walking too you know and we don't stay there and um and it's challenging it is challenging um spiritually to um but but one of the things that I try to keep in mind like how do I maintain my witness. Like in the midst of it all, how do I maintain my witness? I may be hurting, I may be frustrated, um, and it is okay for me to express that, but at the end of the day, how do I maintain my witness? Because someone is always listening, someone is always watching, and even though there are some folks who have the liberty to cuss and fuss and flip and it's you low. know whatever I realize <laughs> that it will cost me something okay okay, it
1: will
2: right. cost my witness if right. I respond in the exact same way hmm. so it's not a critique of someone else's response but it is an awareness of my own witness that is important mm. for mm-hmm. me to maintain come
3: on why so that, that, why that leads me into my next question. I have another question. Okay. So you having to maintain your weakness, you having to hold your tongue, you having to be poised in a certain way. Even in your line of work, your power, your positions, I'm sure you get opposition from the opposite sex, from men. How do you, because you know, a lot of times in religion, women only have a certain place. And I'm sure you've shattered some of those boundaries and glass ceilings that they've set for us. So how do you compose yourself? How do you keep your cool and not flip tables in those situations? Because as much as they are of the cloth, I'm sure you are met with some resistance and some pretty ugly resistance at times. So how do you, what is that like?
2: Yeah, it has been hard. Um, It has been challenging and I have, definitely been insulted and ignored and talked about in my face, in my presence um, as if I was not in the room. Um, I have cried many tears um, through the years um, and at the end of the day, there are definitely times where I will speak up and the situation create space for me to do so, or I take space for me to do so. Um, and then there are times where, as as one old hymn says, may the work I've done speak for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some times mm-hmm. where I'm just like, just check the record. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, just the check the record. And, <laughs> you know, and then there are other times where, um, mm-hmm. You know, I might have to, because of who is in the room or in that particular space, you know, that I will, you know, I'll send, like, have that conversation just one-on-one with that one particular person, you know? Um, And then there are some times where I just pray about it. I mean, I don't think there is just one way to respond. And I think that is, um, I think that's where people get messed up if you will because they think there is only one way oh i'm just gonna tell them mom you know you ain't gonna talk to me like that you ain't gonna do me like that no 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 you know sometimes it is okay to go back and forth mm-hmm. sometimes i am clear that the scripture says vengeance is mine saith the lord and i will repay so i take your name to jesus mm. And I'm a tattletale to my savior because see, the Lord can get you in ways I don't know that, hurt. Hmm. And challenge you and get you together on my behalf. And I may never even know it. Hmm. Amen. I may never even
0: know it and I've seen it happen. But that was deep, that was deep. Yeah. A lot of people don't look at it like that. And to your mm-hmm. point, um, everything has a time and a season to one point, and then another uh, we wouldn't go through something that we couldn't endure yeah so to what you're saying I you know I get it to people out there that is going through the same thing that that's having some type of discomfort or, or uh, disagreement or they don't right what well, to what you to what you said if you get that you uh he explained that perfectly so yeah to the next point.
1: So we have this, this um, you have this amazing saying, salvation and stilettos. Stilettos. <laughs> it's amazing. So I, I like it. When I think of it, before you explain it, I, yeah. I, I, I think professional, I think glowing. I think a sense of uh, you still can be sexy. You know, it, it still has that to it too. It has that edge to it. So when you were thinking of that, what was your thought uh, process? What was your mindset? And uh, what's the mission of it?
2: yeah so um the the purpose of my blog it really is to inspire um i am very intentional about um most of the. i have I think i've i written over 400 blogs and um the majority of them probably 99.99 percent of them are all based on scripture so i read a scripture and i write you know however i'm inspired in that in that moment um, and the name came from salvation and Two things I love. I love my faith and I love my shoes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like those are things that like, I was. I mean, I mean, before we inside and 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 um, when I started the blog, that was one thing people would you know watch for what shoe was she wearing, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, so yeah, so that's where it came from.
1: <laughs> okay, well, when 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 you. Use that salvation in stilettos and the current day. It, it isn't like when you know the 70s or the 80s. We're in we're in the new age 2020. So uh, people dress differently than when they, they went to church in the past, and and things are just different with the church. You know the whole process and logistics of church these days. So what you're saying is I can still have my faith. But I can still have my personality also. That doesn't go against what I believe in or my spirituality.
2: Not at all. One of the things that I I am intentional about celebrating is my femininity as a female minister. Mm -hmm. So when I am in the pulpit, when you look to the pulpit, you're going to see a lady.
1: Come on. Yeah.
2: You will see a lady, you will hear a lady, you know, I will, you know, roll my neck, I will flip my hair, you know, like you will see a lady in the pulpit. I am very intentional about that. And it was interesting, um, (laughs) obviously this compliment, uh, well, this comment, I'm not gonna call it a compliment, (laughs) but this comment came from a brother. He told me, he said, you too feminine in the (laughs) pulpit. I said my, my, first, my Very hard, because I want you to know I'm a female. Because this body has been rejected from that very space because I'm a female, because of my gender. And so I am very intentional about wanting people to know that I am a lady. I am a female. I'm going to wear my different kind of glasses. I'm going to wear some lip gloss keep these nails
0: and his hair done so to that point to that point of diversity and inclusion let's stay there for a second
1: yeah.
0: have you ever or know or knew somebody that ever uh, experienced discrimination or racism in the church yes because <laughs> it's, like, it's like a conflict it's like a uh uh, what is yeah. it a, a conflicted anointing type deal even yeah. though but at the same time this person i don't think this person deserves this opportunity because yeah
2: of- unfortunately you know church people are people too hmm. say it again so in the church you will find sexism racism homophobia ageism ableism all the isms Are in the church unfortunately
0: Mm -hmm.
2: we all growing in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ and so it's there you know the church is not perfect you know we you know i i would like to think and i hope that you know those who you know consider themselves to be members of the body of christ are aspiring to be whole and holy as Jesus um, but at the same time like we human we are human and we make mistakes and we allow our prejudices to sometimes override our faithfulness
1: the flesh is real
2: exactly right
1: and that's exactly. a great that's a great uh, segue into what I wanted to ask you um, okay you know, next so the current state of the church um, the the gap between people leaving the church, the church trying to bring people back in the sense of the community saying the church isn't having my back I look around in my community I don't see things getting better but I see you building another building. I see the church getting bigger but the community isn't progressing. So what what, what do you think some things may be missing in today's church quote unquote and then also what are some things that you say that the community need to do to kind of close that gap to get back on one, one accord?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And it is complex. I mean, I think that there is not one blanket answer. I think every church in every community could have a different answer based on their particular context. Yeah. Um, um, and whether or not they have chosen to be culturally relevant you know and um, and so there's that at the same time I think at the most basic level part of it is honestly part of it is discipleship um, and I say that because for me discipleship is you know studying the, the ways of Jesus you know and Figuring out, you know, how do I best live out the greatest commandments, you know, which is to love God with your everything and to love, always add, love yourself and love your neighbor as you love yourself because you can't love your neighbor as you love yourself if you don't love yourself. So, um, so, um, so I think that there's that piece too, like the discipleship piece and um, because people go to church for different reasons. People go to church for different reasons. And so if you're only going to church for social hour, networking, you need to pick me up because you felt down, and you you don't care about your spirit and your soul, but you're just feeling down, you know, kind of thing. Um, Until, you know, you really allow the Holy Spirit to change your heart, then you won't have like a true heart for the community so that that connection can be made. And so I think a lot of times churches are missing discipleship, you know? People don't wanna do Bible study, you know? Sunday school is almost out the window kind of thing, you know? And um, and that's study, so people don't study, you know? And so I think it's that discipleship i also think you know it is people who are just lazy you know (laughs) like it takes work Mm. to get out into the community and ask what do you need and not us project you know a solution onto a problem that we have not yet identified and so um i think a lot of times churches are just completely disconnected because they don't know the people in the neighborhood. They're not you know, walking the street and knocking on doors before. Yeah. 50 years ago, yeah. it was one way. 50 years later, that is not the neighborhood that church no. is. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I think it's the discipleship piece. I think that some churches are just lazy. Um, some churches may say they lack resources, but I think every church can do at least one thing. You know, um, or what have you. So yeah, so I think it's a combination of various issues, and there's not just one one blanket. But I do think it kind of it goes back the root. I believe I would say is discipleship, and really teaching people what it means to live out your faith, not just in your house and not just with people you know and you love, but also beyond the four walls of the church, beyond your home in the community in the marketplace you know there are a lot of business people who come to church you know who are CEOs and who are leading in their various companies and organizations but check their brains at the door they don't offer any of that you know to the church to help the church see you know the gifts and the talents that we can use in order to enhance the witness of the body of christ in the in the
0: community and i think some people don't know how to ask oh they don't know how to ask the right questions. They're just like, right not just in the church but that's i think that's like in our community i think that we have all the tools the gifts but we don't know the right questions to ask to get things yes. that people. and you know that's just education you know but right we,
2: I agree, and building those relationships with people, so that you, so that you know, you know what you may have access to, and the connections that you may have access to, in order to enhance the work that's happening.
0: So, gonna um, this is going to be the last question, unless the group has uh, oh something. I'm going to. I want to ask you. I know you, you were speaking about earlier about uh, you being inspired to start your blog. Salvation and Soledad. I know you're author of a book. Can you go into that, and also what inspired you to write that uh, book?
2: Wow, you're taking me back and deep. So um, back in 2011, in 2011, I was serving a church, and they were talking about their vision and i believe the spirit tapped me on my left shoulder and said uh-huh that church that they vision but what's yours okay <laughs> you know like how you know and so i i did a fast and the scripture that i read every day was matthew 14 when peter walks on water and um and i ended up resigning from that church and the first blog series i wrote um was step out of the boat based on matthew 14 which is Mm. the name of my book and so the book is really just i don't go into detail about my personal experience but because it was really fresh when i wrote it and so i i wasn't ready um but the book is just reflections on that on that particular scripture um and um um and so it is like it's a compilation of like that blog series that i wrote um step out of the step out of the boat step out of the boat just want people to walk on water
3: i have a um question you've mentioned it a couple of times and i'm pretty well versed because I do it but you keep mentioning a fast and I know I've heard people say in times that they want to that they've done it but they're not really sure and I know for me I was taught faith without works is deep and so that's my part and so I know what fasting is for me so could you just go into that just a little bit and just give what what you're how you fast and what you're seeking when you do it your reasons for the fast
2: yeah uh, so i think first of all i think there are different ways to fast and i know people might you know differ with me um but i think there are multiple ways of fasting um i have done total fast and partial fast, um and uh, most of the time when i fast i am fasting from food and that might be 24 hours for uh, 24 hours or up to multiple days uh, it might be intermittent fasting which is something i'm incorporating now where you know, you only eat during a certain window um, of time. Um, it might be you like your your typical Daniel fast, where it's just vegetables, you know, and fruit. Um, so I think. Um, there are multiple ways to fast. The key is that it's a sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's and the part, the, right? And that during that time, um, I know for me, usually, you know, I am seeking God about a particular thing, um, or I'm just open because I'm not sure what's next, and so I'm just, I'm just praying and. And sacrificing in order to avail myself and avail my spirit for the spirit to communicate with me, you know what my next step might be. Okay, so, a okay. I fasted from people, like I tell people. <laughs> 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 Fast
0: from people.
2: And it's gonna be in my ass, so don't you know <laughs> use out of the need to. But like, you have to. people in the past. Um, I fast from them, like you know, if, if, if the relationship has come to an end, or if a certain season has come to an end. Even like in the ministries that I've served, I usually do like a three month, you know, no call, no text, no Facebook, no checking nothing, blocking, you know, because I want to purify my spirit, my space in all kinds.
0: Com- <laughs> that down right there, people. I'm not calling you because I don't want to talk. All right, I'm fast fasting.
2: I'm
1: fast, yeah, so yeah. I've done that too yeah i asked it from people mm-hmm. so real right. before we wrap up and, and get up out of here I have an See,
2: this is about the third last question y'all do right, like
1: some right. quizzes up in here who ain't not a day called to the ministry, so, goodness, <laughs> the ministry right?
2: what a last question well I got one more question <laughs> <laughs>
1: the conversation is so great so but it's not a question it's an axiom okay. so if someone just a word of encouragement that you would give to someone that's struggling mentally, financially. Huh. I'm scared of COVID-19. I'm praying to God every day, but my situation just isn't changing. I just What's need some- it. What's something you can put on someone's heart so they can push through and know that hey, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Only huh. thing you gotta do is keep going. Yeah.
0: Well, you ask all the hard questions, man.
1: This... That's when the organ and the church started playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what.
2: It's crazy, y'all, because this is, this is what comes to mind. This is, what, this is what comes to mind. I don't know, but this is what I'm going to say, and then I'll say more, probably. Okay. Um, Blessed be the time that binds our hearts. Christian love of fellowship of kindred mines is light to bed. And I will say to whoever it is my sister, my brother, my sibling. Uh, my friend, um, to trust in the tie that binds. Mm -hmm. Focus on that deeper um, sense of not just yourself, but that sense of God in you. Mm -hmm. um, And seek to maintain that tie. um, Because that is where your hope comes from. That is where that deep sense of love and self-love comes from. Stay connected to the people who love you and affirm you and celebrate you and accept you. Um, And when you need extra help, ask. Mm. And receive it and give it when you can. Yeah, that's what I was
3: gonna say. Amen, thank you for that.
0: I'm not going to church this Sunday. I just had my service. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go to the fellowship hall right now. We just had Bible
3: study. We had midweek service.
1: We it's time
0: to go to the fellowship hall oh, okay, <laughs> now. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, we pass the
3: plate.
0: We you Anti-Pン> know, catfish in the uh, in the kitchen and, Vacation, in the vacation
3: Bible School. We just had Vacation Bible School. All in forty-five minutes.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so listen. Tell the people what what you got going, and tell well where uh can they find you.
2: Yeah, so on every Thursday night, I host the Living Room Christian Fellowship on my Facebook page under my name, DeLuzlan Andre Kennebrew. and you can like the Living Room Christian Fellowship and I post there as well. Um, My website is the best place because it centralizes all my social media and um, contact information, which is www.spiritedconcepts.net. And yeah, um, Facebook, Let's see: Twitter, Audra Sunshine; Instagram, audrasunshine Sunshine One, um, and LinkedIn.
0: Appreciate that, and I also thank you, thank you so much coming to the show with the inspiration and the positivity energy that we need in this particular time. I do. I thank you and thank you for everything that you did. And thank, you, you. thank you, thank you, thank
2: all. you all. Thank you all. Y'all stay culturally relevant. Yes, <laughs> and defy it if you need to.
0: So everybody, this is the closely distinct podcast. This is your boy DJKO,
1: K Jack, JB from
0: the Silk. You guys, be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Peace and love.